0: Sala, here you are on a plane.
1: This is the Rich Eisen show.
0: On the air now. For some reason, I have I have a need to help this work for you. No, you have twelve reasons. (laughs) Sent. No, no, no. I don't need to be so obvious.
1: Live from the Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles. (laughs) As we text him on the air. Safe flight. The Rich Eisen show. Today's guests: Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Power Eisen. number two
0: of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Very spirited chat moments ago about Daniel Jones's worth and his contract, and how Chris Brockman thinks it's going to hamstring the the Giants. I mean, you kind of pulled a Joel Klatt on draft day, uh, know, right? Where it's just like this is going to destroy the Giants franchise. I don't even know why I
2: hate Daniel Jones so much. I I don't think that I do. I had him in fantasy for a minute last year. I'm just more pissed at these dumb GMs for paying mediocre to below-average quarterbacks $40 million.
0: And thus, uh, you engendered a phone call from uh, a gent in uh, Portland, Oregon, who made made a bet that at this point next year, you will be... Uh, Ruining your take, and if you uh, if Jones is actually has a good year, like has a playoff win season, then you have to write him personally a letter of apology. Uh, we have chosen the manner in which you must write him. You have the pen? TJ Jefferson, here it is. It's a quill pen. <laughs> Do I have to dip it in ink? Uh, yeah, dip- yeah, it's right here. Got it right
3: here. You <laughs> have to I'm dip saying, it in ink. Saying. Wow. So it's like your declaration of <laughs> dependence. Yeah. I sign all my important documents with this pen. You know?
2: <laughs> Do I need to get it notarized before I sign no, it? No, <laughs> well, you no, know, But
3: I'm take care of that, too, the, for you. Uh, uh, uh,
2: if you you're, if
0: you're right, then you get a free steak dinner from Which Evan is, in uh, Portland, yes, Oregon.
2: My mouth is already watering. What a wonderful exchange
0: mm. that was. Pete Cowell calling this program oh, an yeah. hour number three from the Seattle Seahawks. They've got the fifth overall pick amongst their two choices in the draft, first round. Joining us, though, from Sports Illustrated with so much to talk about is the man who does pen the MMQB every Ooh. single week for Sports yeah. Illustrated, our friend Albert Breer, back on the program. Yeah. How you doing, Albert? Good. What's up, Rich? You still sitting in that same chair I saw you in every day, walking the hallway in, uh, in the convention center in Indianapolis? You that left. was
4: pretty good. That, that, that's a pretty good hangout. I, like, Dude. I, everybody passes by there. You no can doubt. say hello to a lot of people. And I and I feel like not enough people know about it. So it's not like there's like thirty. 30- Pro- 40 media people circling around. Correct. So I I feel like I was in a pretty good spot there, don't you? Uh, By
0: the way, correct. There's a hallway that leads directly to the entrance to to Lucas Oil, and every coach passes by. Literally every coach has to walk by to eventually leave the convention center. And Albert was just there, sitting there with his laptop or calling into radio shows. I saw you working every day. I saw you working. (laughs) So, uh, man, is there so much to talk about. Let's jump in uh, with Lamar Jackson. What what did the Ravens like? What were the final offers, if you know, from either side that led to the Ravens to just say, "We're going to franchise tag and non-exclusive"? Do we know?
4: I don't know what the exact offers were, but I I can say what I've said. You know, I think for the last year, which is you know the the gap there really was, um, you know, about the guarantees and. You know, I, my understanding is all along that the Ravens have offered proposals that are, I think you would, you know, couches, top-of-the-market traditional quarterback contracts. So what does that mean? That means the average per year is where it needs to be and, and where, where it has been at the top of the market over the last couple of years. Um, and a more traditional structure means that the first few years are guaranteed and then there are more or less de facto team, team options on the back end and i think you know the problem with that for lamar has been and and this is actually understandable if you think about it you've just asked me to take on an unprecedented amount of uh, punishment in my body for a quarterback over the first 5 years of my career um and now you're the one asking for injury insurance on the back end of this um so you know i think for lamar it's actually about principle more than it's about money and i know that sounds silly because you know, you know, most of these things are about money. But I mean, to me, if this was about money for Lamar, he would have just taken the traditional top of the market quarterback deal, like ninety-five percent of top quarterbacks do. So, um, you know, I think now where they are is the Ravens are sort of looking for an end game here, whether it's with Lamar or without him. And you know, that's the idea of putting the non-exclusive tag on them is either you lose him, or and then you know, you're you're resetting a quarterback, or um, you have someone else write the contract for you and you match another team's offer. So I think as much as anything else, this is the Ravens pursuing a conclusion to, to this saga that's, that's lasted for two years.
0: Now. Well, I mean, you're, you're saying the Ravens are seeking conclusion and the number of people that I'm seeing in our business that are saying the Ravens are seeking collusion more than anything else is, yeah. is a quite um, um, eye-opening, to say the least. So what do you make of the idea that the Ravens threw Lamar the uh, out of go find your market, but knowing the market is completely suppressed because nobody wants to pay him the manner in which he wants to be paid, or that's already been hammered out amongst teams? What do you make of the collusion yeah. conversation,
4: Robert? I mean Rich, you know me. I'm not against pushing back on the league and and looking for these sorts of things. I don't know that I see it here. Um, I mean, look, acquiring Lamar is a complicated thing. you know i i I think you know he's a great player, and i and I do it by the way. I would do it if I were a team, but um he's got a lot of again, a lot of mileage on his body through five years. He now has pretty extensive injury history. He's finished the last two years not playing, on the shelf. And, you know, I think the consensus is that you have to play him a certain way um, to get the most out of him that's going to continue that punishment on his body. So if you put all of that together and then you say, and we're going to have to guarantee four or five years, you can see where, you know, for any GM coach, that can be a relatively scary thing. As, as, as high as the upside might be here, there's also considerable downside. Because you're not getting out of a contract like that, you know? And so I think, you know, there are teams that look at this and say, is this going to be the second five years of, of Cam Newton? And if you look at the first five years of Cam Newton, and it's the only, really, it's the only guy we have to compare to. And he hasn't, didn't carry the ball as much as Lamar has um, in Carolina, but, you know, he's the one that's actually comparable. If you look at the first five years of, of Cam Newton's career, he's a rocket ship, right? And he, was, he won MVP in his fifth year. Um, then, you know, year six he had an up and down year. Year seven he bounced back and then after year seven he was never the same again. Just had a string of injuries, you know, and so I, I think that that's, that that's the that's that's the issue for teams like the Falcons and um you know and the and the the, the Dolphins and um the Panthers is I mean I just imagine you're Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith right near, right now and you've waited two years to go find your quarterback, right? Like you, you pass in consecutive years. On going all in on any one quarterback, well you know is is this what you want to go all in on if you're them you know is is are are you willing after waiting for two years to to take the the, the, the sort of risk that signing lamar would 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 grant you i mean i, I just I, like i i think it's I think it's a more complicated situation than people are willing to concede now, and again, I think he's a great player, he's an incredible guy too. Like I've gotten to know him just a little bit, like and and I love him as a guy and I, I you know, he's somebody I would bet on. But, you know, I can also see the other side of this why teams would have concern over the idea of what signing him could mean um, you know, for their teams and also for the individual careers of of, of the people in charge. And
0: then the the fully guaranteed aspect of it, you know, the Falcons clearly weren't into that idea when it was Deshaun Watson. Uh, And you just pointed out Lamar's greatness as a human uh, off the field and what he's been like with kids and community and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I don't know if the Falcons are just against the idea of fully guaranteeing contracts at all, Uh, but what does that – what's with the escrow? Can you explain to people what that would require for for an owner uh, of a team – to go ahead and give somebody $230 million guaranteed sure. dollars on the spot? Like, what does that mean, Albert?
4: So, like, this is where we can use the uh, C word. <laughs> we can use collusion because okay. there, no, there is no good reason on God's green earth for that rule to still be in place. Um, that rule basically says that um, every dollar that you have that in, 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 any, con- in any contract that's fully guaranteed It hasn't yet been paid out to the player. Needs to go into an escrow account. So you basically have to have the cash on hand to fund an entire contract when you sign a player to that sort of contract. Now you might ask, why does that rule exist? Well, that rule went into place in like the 50s and 60s when like some teams weren't weren't solvent, you know. And so there was a very real question: like, can this team, like this fully guaranteed this contract, see it through? So, like, back then it was, if you're going to fully guarantee a contract, like, to protect the players, we're going to put it in escrow. There's no such problem now, Rich. <laughs> like, I think we both know that, right? Mm-hmm. But this is sort of used as a red herring by owners to say, well, we would do it, or we like you, but, like, the idea of, you know, putting $200, <laughs> $250 million in escrow, that doesn't work for us. So we're not, so, so, so we can't do it, so let's do this structure instead. And, um, you know, I, I, for one reason or another, they've been able to keep the rule in there through several collective bargaining, um, you know, agreements. I, I don't, I, I, like I, if I'm the union, that's like probably the number one thing I'm looking to get out of there, but you know, there are a lot of teams that, I mean, and there are teams that legitimately can't afford to put the money in escrow, you know, but it's used by all owners, even the ones who can afford to do that as this sort of red herring is like, this is why we can't do fully guaranteed deals all the while knowing that there's no there's no actual reason for that rule to be in place
0: anymore. So uh, to put a button on this conversation, is it possible that Lamar waits till the end of the draft and that five teams that currently can't talk to him because they don't have two first-round selections in uh, 2023 and 2024, some of them wouldn't be interested in him anyway, like the, uh, the Broncos, the Rams, and obviously the Browns, uh, but once this draft is over, the Dolphins and the Niners yeah. can do it. So, can he wait through this draft and say, "Hey, I found my new team"? And the Ravens wind up with two first-rounders, but nothing that they could use to sub- to replace Lamar this year. Is that possible? Sure. Is that, is that now a risk yeah, that I mean, the Ravens just ran? Like, yeah,
4: and he could definitely wait. You know, I I I mean, those teams too could call the Ravens and ask. You know, like. I mean, there, there, there are creative ways to attack this. Like the those teams could call the Ravens and say, like, hey, what about a sign-and-trade? You know, and, okay. and, and would you let us talk to Lamar and see if we could work out, like, some sort of contract that would work for Lamar to come to us? And, you know, I would assume then the Ravens would, would want first to work out trade terms. But, you know, like, you could look at it the same way, like the way the Raiders handled the Derek Carr situation, where they wouldn't let anybody talk to him until they'd worked out trade terms like the ravens could do something like that or if you're another team you call the ravens and say could we work out a trade and then you could let us talk to lamar about a contract so like one of those teams could wind up could 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 do that if they wanted to or they could just wait um and i and i think it behooves lamar from a leverage standpoint to wait like you know, i, I think each of these franchise tags are a little different like if i'm saquon barkley i'm signing my franchise tag today right like i'm I'm signing it because I want to make sure that that $10 million is locked in. If I'm Lamar, I'm not signing that tag. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not until I absolutely have to. And he doesn't really have to until week one. You know, technically, he wouldn't be a holdout. So, um, you know, he could, without losing a red cent, wait until September 1st to sign, uh, to, to, to sign his tender. That means he doesn't have to show up to anything or anything else. Um, and, you know, like that would obviously give him the flexibility to wait until after the draft. Now, the risk there, of course, is that other teams are going to make their plans. You know, so, you know, there could be suitors now that, you know, say would come off the market because they get their quarterback situations buttoned up, teams that maybe aren't willing to wait until the first of May to do it. But that's certainly an option. And obviously a lot of people pointed to the Dolphins as a team he would want to go to because that's where he's from.
0: Yeah, I know. So, I mean, So what's the market? What's his market looking like?
4: I mean, I think one, one team I would just sort of kind of keep an eye on might be the Jets. Like, the Jets are going to look at all of their options. And if the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out for them, I, I do think the Jets would be a team to keep an eye on. You know, I think Woody Johnson is very motivated to find a franchise quarterback um, this off season, And, you know, so if, say, the, the Aaron thing doesn't work for one reason or another, well, then, you know, I think they could be a team that could throw their hat in the ring. Joe Douglas, their general manager, obviously – Came up in Baltimore, um, so you know he should be able to get really good information on Lamar. Um, so that'd be one I just sort of keep my eye on, um, you know. And then I think after that, like it's it's difficult to find suitors. I mean, you could think creatively, like would Tennessee do it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that they're out of the guaranteed money with Ryan Tannehill, so um, you know. And that that's just spitballing, but you know we've seen the way these things evolve. And I, and I'd say this too, like just because. We were we were all able to rule a bunch of teams out. Like that's not teams like calling reporters and telling them no. That's like a guy becoming available and either beat writers or people like me calling, yeah. texting people they know and saying, "Hey, would you be interested?" And you know, at this point of the off season, a lot of those teams have already sort of made their plans and they've discussed Lamar because you know he is on their free agent list. So um, just because a handful of teams at this point have been quote unquote ruled out doesn't mean that there aren't other teams lurking there. Maybe some even have quarterbacks now ready to strike and ready to go after Lamar. It also becomes a little harder to ascertain that, Rich, because, because Lamar doesn't have an agent. So there's been less communication between the teams and Lamar's mm-hmm. camp because it's harder for teams to do that.
0: What about the Washington Commanders? Dan Snyder signs him to the deal he's looking for and spits one last breath at the NFL and sells the team. That's a big conversation. Seriously. What do you think?
4: I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, but, you know, I, I would, would Dan Snyder want to do that? Now, I would argue that it could make his team more valuable. You know, you look at, like, the Broncos and the sale of the Broncos last year and, you know, the, the Russell Wilson deal being sort of a part of that and kind of what it gave. And, 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 look, we all know how the Russell thing played out, but, like, you know, for the new owners coming in, it was sort of like, all right, like, we've got – you know, a marquee franchise in the Broncos, and now we've got like sort of the hood ornament for the whole thing in Russell Wilson. As we, as we kind of pull this Rolls Royce out of the garage, you know what I mean? So, like, I I think that there'd be that benefit for it, but for 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 doing that, I I just I, I don't see the Commanders doing that this offseason. I I don't know mm. that there's the. I don't know I, I don't that they, they, they have the financial wherewithal to do it right now, to be honest with you. Um, it does seem like they're committed to giving Sam Howell at least a look-see. Um, and I do think they're going to bring in a veteran to, to compete with Sam Howell, but I don't think it's going to be a high-end veteran. I don't think it's somebody who's going to cost them a lot of money.
0: Mm. All right, Albert, I've got a couple more minutes left with you. What is the latest with Rodgers and the Jets right now, best you can tell me?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think that I, from, from everything I understand, things went well. Um, you know, I, I go back to like when they hired Nathaniel Hackett, and you know, I, I asked around the organization about like the implication of that. I mean, even back then, and that was what mid January, yeah. no one in the jets organization shied away from the implication that that meant that they could be making a runner to Aaron Rodgers. So this is something they discussed for a while, you know, putting the people on the plane that they put on the plane and, and the, the owner and the team president and the GM and the head coach and the offensive coordinator, um, yeah, I think, tells you how serious they are about this. And um, yeah, I, I think if they, in an ideal world, and, and look, some of this is going to take massaging egos and everything else, but I think in an ideal world, the plan for the Jets would be we're going to keep Zach Wilson on the roster and have Aaron Rodgers here for a year or two. Yep. Aaron's going to be sort of a mentor to Zach because they have a relationship. And we hope that we are going to have a couple great years with Aaron Rodgers and create a natural handoff to a guy who, a couple years from now, could really benefit from being around Aaron Rodgers. And so this is sort of plan A for them. It's not their only plan. Um, so much of this boils down to what Aaron wants to do, you know, and whether Aaron wants to go there. But, you know, I, I think that there's you know, good signs that they've made progress on that end um, and I think the Packers will be pretty amenable to this. I would say this too. I'm not sure it's even going to cost them a first round pick. So I think the Jets are pretty into this.
0: Yeah, the so Jets could keep their 13th overall, get Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. It's uh, and then hand things off to Zach. I mean, and then of course have a canyon of heroes parade in the in the meantime. I mean, like that's sounds <laughs> great, that's, that's that's right, right? Yeah, I mean. That's a that's one way out of their current predicament, <laughs> but <laughs> but it is a possibility that Rogers like yeah I don't want to do that I'll just retire a Packer or or even turn around is it possible he turns around and says yeah thanks for letting me talk to the Jets I want to come back to you what do you think to He Green could Bay. do
4: that I mean he isn't could that sort of what Favre did <laughs> like, well,
0: well I mean Favre Favre did say he was out and then. After they turned to Rogers, said, "I want to come back." I mean, way down the road, like that's yeah, it was
4: way down the road. So that was awkward. I, I, right? I, this I is do, all within yeah, one. Yeah. This is
0: all within just a a few weeks between the Super Bowl and, and the new league year. I mean, this is nothing compared right. to far. This, this,
4: this is this gives everybody else way more time to plan. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that the. It feels to me like, so like I would say the Packers approach has been way different. Like, and I, and I could say this from start to finish, like the Packers the last couple of years. And we talked about this a lot, me Mm -hmm. and you, Mm -hmm. um, over the last couple of years, their approach the last couple of years was Aaron take as much time as you want. Aaron. you know, we're going to leave the light on for you, Aaron. We're going to restructure contracts to accommodate you. We're going to do everything it takes to keep a team in place, to build around you and to win championships in this short window and their approach this time around has been, yeah, cool. You know, you, t- you let us know, and-, and please let us know as soon as possible uh, because we have a se- we have a season to plan for. Um, and you know, it just it feels like they have, I would say, already taken a step as far as moving on. Now that doesn't mean they would shut him out if he wanted to come back, but it does feel like they have sort of begun the process of moving on to Jordan Love. And I think the roster is going to reflect that. Like I, I think they do less of the, um, less of the kicking the can down the road financially and going all in for right now, and, you know that sort of thing with Jordan Love as their quarterback because they do have some bills to pay from the last couple of years. And so um, I do think you're you, you're you're what, what you're seeing right now is the Packers taking that step into the post Aaron Rodgers era. It doesn't mean they can't step back and, and have another year with them. Um, but I certainly think that they've that they've started to take uh, take those steps and um, yeah, like I said, like I think it'd get pretty awkward if he decided he want to come back because of that.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's time for Jordan Love to start the starting portion of his 15-year-long Hall of Fame career because that's what happens in Green Bay with all your quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Um, last one for you. I know I've had you on for a while. Uh, Brockman's pissed. Daniel Jones got 40 million per, uh, per. He he can't. You can't compute, right? You can't understand it. You don't understand I don't get it? it at all. So what happened? What happened there with the Giants? Because you also mentioned earlier that you, you, if you're Saquon, you run and sign your franchise tender. What happened with
1: yeah,
4: the Yeah, I mean, I, I, the reason with Saquon, so really quick, the reason I sure. say that with Saquon is because he's a running back. You know, and because he has a lot of injury history and because he's going into year six. And, like, we've seen what the free agent markets looked at, looked like at running back the last couple of years. On top of that, the draft classes you saw this weekend, Rich, is really, really strong at that position, Right. I mean you've got Bijan and and and, and Jameer Gips. You also have like a boatload of like starter type guys who're gonna be available in the third and fourth and fifth round. So I think it's gonna be a soft free agent market for running backs. So that's why if I was Saquon, sign that tag. Right. That allows you to maintain your leverage and you're going to maintain your leverage if you have that money. Uh, if you have that money guaranteed. Uh, as for, 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 for Daniel Jones, the way I look at this one. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, his initial ask was you know up above forty five million, and the argument was, well, Russell got forty nine, and and and, and Kylo got forty six, and I'm as good as those guys. And the Giants went back at and said, those are cautionary tales. That's not like a blueprint for what we should be doing. Um, so obviously the, the the Giants had the the leverage of the tag, and if you look at it like what Russell got and what where the tag was the number they landed at is right in the middle of that, right? And so, you know, I, I think the way you the way you want to, you know, kind of do the math here, um, two tags would have cost them about $72 million over two years. They wind up getting Daniel Jones at $82 million over two years. So they basically paid $10 million to get this taken care of and squared away, and then they get the extra two years of team control on the back end. And I think the benefit for the Giants is they reward somebody who and Same as Saquon bought into the program and got a lot better. And so this sends a great message to the locker room that if you do things the right way, your performance will get better, your bank account will also get bigger. And so they've got that message to send to the locker room. They've got they've got stability at quarterback over the next 2 years. They get to see where Daniel Jones is going to go. And then when you get, you know, to 2025, if it hasn't worked out, you're back in the quarterback market. So that's the way I look at this one and I think um, for the giants, if you kind of, if you, if you look at it that way, um, it's a lot less awkward and a lot better from a team standpoint than just doing two franchise tags with them instead. There you go. Is that
0: satisfying, Chris?
2: It's a very good and reasonable answer. Why wouldn't they just let him walk? Do what the Patriots do. Hey, go out, see what your market's worth. And then when you don't get what you think, come back to us. We'll give you a fair deal when we move
4: on. I think that's a fair question. I mean, there's risk involved, too. And does he come back disgruntled because he's not getting what he wanted? You know what I mean? I just think after year one, there were so many good vibes there, Um, you know, with Joe Shane and Brian Dayball coming in and doing what they did. Like, I just don't think you want to upset the apple cart. You know, I think there is value to kind of keeping the momentum, again, with a couple of guys in Saquon and Daniel Jones, who I think were probably the two biggest beneficiaries of Brian Dave on Joe Shane's arrival. So that's why, but look, like I understand the, the other side of this argument, um, you know, I is like, and I'll ask you guys this a year ago today, if I had asked you, who would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? How do you think you would have been?
0: No, like I, hear that? You. I hear you. I hear you.
4: And uh, there are teams, there are teams, I think the Falcons are in this group, the commanders, the Raiders that look at it and say, all right, so like maybe like somebody like Daniel Jones is better than Baker Mayfield now. And I think he is is he $30 million per year better, you know? So I think that's the way some other teams are looking at the quarterback market, which I think is what you're getting at Brockman, which is like, why don't I go in on, you know, somebody on the second tier of the quarterback market or the third tier quarterback, which, you know, a Baker Mayfield, a Jameis Winston, um, you know, an Andy Dalton, where it's a lot cheaper. And then I'm going to have an extra 20 or $30 million to play with that to me. Is you know a fair argument in the other direction, but I think the Giants. One of the big thing, one of the big benefits of doing things um, the way they did it with both Saquon and Daniel Jones here, and negotiating in good faith and being willing to pay those guys is that you sort of I think protect the culture that you were able to build over your first year there.
0: Yeah, you win, you pay, you get paid. That's it. So, Albert, thanks yeah. again. Always love chopping it up with you. Great to see you in Indy. Thanks for the time here truly.
4: Awesome. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. And I'll be right
0: back in that hallway in 2024. We'll I'll, look, well. I'll <laughs> look forward. Yep. That'll be uh, when uh, Brockman pens his apology letter. Thanks, Al- <laughs> I- Albert. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. That's Albert Breer. Follow him. Must follow. Must read material from Albert Breer every single time he pens something and hits send. Two things I want to hit. The Rogers stuff. The Commander stuff. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH is also the number for you to dial to have a conversation with us. And throw something in Brockman's grill. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Rich Eisen Show radio network has returned to our live Roku channel stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Grainger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Grainger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Colin in San Diego, just down the road from us. What's up,
3: Colin?
4: Hey, Rich. Brockman, TJ, Del Tufo. How are you doing? What's what's going on? Colin, what up? Uh, Rich, I got a a question for you. So I got a couple buddies here who live in San Diego from the East Coast. Yep. They're big Jets fans. Yep. And I asked them this morning, would you rather give up, you know, the two firsts, buying Lamar for five or six years, or try and trade for Rodgers, and they're all on the Rodgers train. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see, not trying to offend you here, but I just don't see you guys as immediately a Super Bowl contender. No, that's, or the, that's the
0: question. Obviously, and that's the question. I'm sure Rodgers might be meeting Woody and and everyone else there, and and liking what he's hearing. And and I'm sure he's, I mean, he's he's hearing how much he's wanted, and I'm sure that's got to be intoxicating. For him. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, when he's sitting there uh, by himself, thinking about it, lights on, lights off, whatever. um, You know, he has to sit there and go, really, am I going to go do what Favre did? Because he was one and done there and it was terrible. And they had they had some pieces there at the time. You know, the pieces that were there forming were the ones that went to back to back championship games when rex showed up and sanchez so he's got to be sitting there and saying you know do i leave green bay do i go back to them and say i want i want to stay do i go back to them and saying thanks for the call do i go back to them and say you know um i i want to come back to you is that possible does he go out and say to his agent, find me another spot? I, I just, like, while I'm free to talk, find another spot so I can at least compare and contrast what my options are, or do I just want to say, you know what, it's been an incredible run and find something else to do, travel the world, play golf, whatever his business interests might be. He's got every dollar on his pocket to spend on that and then live generationally wealthy forever. Uh, I, I mean, that's what he's probably sitting there thinking right now. I mean, you have to sit there and go, and I, you know, I like Salah, right? I would think. Who doesn't when you meet him? I, I love Hackett, you know. He was the offensive coordinator in my two last MVP seasons. I'm sure he's enjoying whatever treatment Woody Johnson red carpet's rolling out. He might have to sit there and go, really? I'm going to the Jets? Going to New York? I'm going to try that one. On for size. He's got to sit there and be thinking that. Um, let's go to Dave in Nashville, Tennessee. You're here on the Rich Heiser Show. What's up, Dave?
1: Hey, Rich. Oh, man. Well, you know, when quarterbacks go to the Jets, it's usually career killers because like he's going to have to face Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, A. Herbert. I mean, that's just suicide for for Aaron Rodgers to, to end his career, I think. But on the, the bigger picture, Lamar... Oh man, if I don't know how the Ravens could actually do this because if he can't run, he's done. Uh, you've, you've seen what's ha- what's happened. What happens to the to the Ravens if he he does he tears an ACL and he's gone for a year or two? No. They got all that money on the books, and what do you do?
0: Well, you could say that about any quarterback too, right?
1: You yeah, know? but he's the he's a bigger risk because he's a run first. He's not a thrower. If you look at all all his games, when they He's not a come-from-behind guy. When they're
0: down, they – Well, you could say that's also about the way that their offense is run and the weaponry uh, around him, you know. um, You you could say that about him, and with all due respect, we need to see Hollywood Brown have that breakout season. He was the one that they got for him to try and take the defense's top off, and thanks for the call. I mean, and and his MVP season, he, he looked like a thrower to me in his MVP season.
2: Let's have a really hard schedule next year, Rich. Oh, at Dallas, at Denver, at Raiders. Uh, obviously, they play Bills, Dolphins, Patriots.
0: Uh, home for the Chiefs, home for the Chargers, home for the Eagles. And that's part of the reason why they're probably thinking to themselves, we can't go into the season with year three with Zach. They've got to be sitting there thinking that. And they're also thinking. I, I don't blame Woody Johnson for saying, you know what, we gotta, we gotta get somebody veteran and big time in here. Take a look at the last ten seasons for the New York Jets offensively. The NFL Network Research Department put this together, and I had our friends here at the at the Rich Eisen Show put it together. Last ten seasons, Jets offense is dead last wow. in points per game, total yards per game, yards per play, red zone Oof. touchdown percentage, passer rating. Dead effin. Last. Wow. 10 seasons. Enoughs? Enough. Take a look at the last 10 seasons for starting quarterbacks. 10 of them. 10 seasons. Eight guys. All of them under 500. All of them. Darnold, 13 and 25. Gino, look at this. The comeback player of the year. He's got $105 million somewhere else. 12 and 18. Look at Fitz. Fitz came the closest to being 513 13 13-14. Zach Wilson, 22 starts, 8-14. and 14. They've already had enough of him because of the previous eight years of awfulness on offense. McCown, Flacco, Mike White. There's on our, our petty list. There's Bryce, who's the least of the petty list. Trevor Simeon started one game, didn't finish it. Lost that one. So, guess what? I don't blame Woody for sitting here saying, we've got to do something big. And the two choices to do something big right now, Rodgers and Lamar. Rodgers, as you just heard from Breer, doesn't cost you a one. And it costs you money. And there's no shame in Zach Wilson sitting behind Rodgers for two years if Rodgers wants to play for two more. Brady showed you can be viable to 45. What, does that give Rodgers six more seasons if he wants to? So the idea would be we'll sign you two years or three or whatever, and that third year may be one of those that you tack on there so it's salary cap friendly. And Zach, you sit there. You learn, check them out, you check out how it's done, you marinate. And then in year four, we'll try to figure out, do we pick up your fifth-year option, sight unseen? That's the sort of thing that the Packers have to figure out with Jordan Love. Do they do it or not? That's a problem down the road, but at least you get Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Which I still can't believe I'm saying those words for the Jets. With With that schedule coming up? You're going to stick Zach out there? Does Jimmy G give you the big swing that you're looking for? And then there's Lamar. With Lamar, it's less money with Rodgers. It's fewer draft picks given up. Two ones? Man, that's a ton of cash. But Lamar in New York would be electric. One, Zach's toasted. You're done with Zach. But I would have to do my, and Joe Douglas, you heard Albert Breer says he knows people in Baltimore. He'll find out what the hell happened at the end of the season and what's going on behind the scenes there in Baltimore. That's my spidey sense going crazy. But Lamar in New York would be electric. He would be up there with Judge... He would be up there with, name anybody in the last 10 years that's dominated headlines and has gotten people rising, all rising, putting their number on the, on the back of the jersey. The Jets would sell eights for days. But that's an expensive proposition. Boy, it's an expensive proposition. The other one, you're kind of half-measuring. You got to look Rodgers in the face and, and see how serious he is about this sort of thing. If he's even thinking for a split second, maybe I should retire. Then you got to call the Ravens up and figure out what to do there. But I think they, they've got the first order of business first. Let's go with a guy who is a first ballot Hall of Famer at the end of his career. Again, it'll cost us Less than a first-round draft choice. Multiple picks, I'm sure, but we're, we're, we hold on to our first. And it's just a couple years, and then we see what we got in Zach. So we don't waste completely that second overall pick from two years ago. Owner likes him, so he's happy. He fired up Air Woody. Hmm. I think that's, the, I think that's their, their choice, and they had to make it before the Ravens did what they did with Lamar. And they, they see this thing through, but Lamar's a heck of a Plan B. I think that's the way. I think that's the right way to play it. That's a hell of a schedule. Mm-hmm. By the way, yours can't be too far far off for the Patriots. I don't even, They'll yeah. just the only thing that'll be different is the Patriots. You know, have a probably more difficult schedule because they finished above the Jets in the standings. So, yeah, it's just as bad. I mean, that's it.
2: Steelers, Saints. Yeah. Colts on that list. Also Eagles. Yeah. Of course. It's
0: the same, right? it's same division, same, same everything, except you play different teams in other divisions within your conference yep. um, based on where you finished in your division, yep. and, then, and then that 17th game that we're no longer to refer to as yeah. such one day. At
2: Dallas, at Denver, Look at, out. at Las Vegas.
0: Best of luck. 844 rich number dot Pete Carroll's joining us. I want to hit on that Washington Commanders conversation about why not them for Lamar? Hmm. Why not them? I want to hit that next right here on the Rich Eisen show eight four four two zero four Rich number to Doll. Pete Carroll's joining us, and then a Clippers update. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> They're number one apparently, or two. Yeah. 844 204 Rich, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. I got a question for you about Lamar Jackson. Put up the nine. Do you mind putting it up one more time? We, 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 we've boiled it all down to these nine teams who truly need a quarterback. They're out there. Look at that last one, the W down there in the Washington Commanders. They got Sam Howell. I, they truly, when you speak to him, they like him? On the air and off the air. Off the air, they're like, we got to steal. We can't believe he was around when we drafted him. The year before, he would have been way higher than yeah, the fifth round they higher. got. And you know, Mac Brown came on this program prior to that draft saying, we did this kid no favors. We did right. not have a good season. He is much better than his draft grade and conversation. I mean, out about him. They do love him. But why not take, if you're Washington, the 16th overall pick this year and next year's first go to Lamar Jackson. and Say what's your price? What is it? We got it. Done. And you're Dan Snyder. The number one thing I've been asked by Washington Commanders fans when I've been out and about in Indianapolis, when I was walking around and seeing people, they would come up. I, they've come up to me in other, like like a party in Los Angeles. I was at like a, a gathering in L.A. last week. Coming up to me, and they're like, "Please tell me, Dan Snyder's selling the team?" Yeah, they're all like, "Is it possible? Can they sell?" It? And I'm like, oh, really? "I don't really." Oh, that's where it was. It was at Zan's um, uh, um, debate team prep night. Some mm-hmm. like, <laughs> dad and his son like comes up to me, like all hopeful, like please like, say please. he's going to sell the team, right? And I'm like, "I I can't imagine. Like I I I can't believe he's selling the team. Like is he really feeling pressure behind the scenes?" I know that they, they put out that press release saying that they contacted Bank of America to sell the team, and you guys love that press release because it said BOFA <laughs> in the headline Literally. like your children. B-O-F-A, B of A. It's like it's not, no, it's not just one bank. It's not BOFA banks. BOFA banks. How many? <laughs> two banks. You guys are children. <laughs> you children. The See, look at you giggling. You're a <laughs> child. You're two. a man child. I the resemble the that remark. Which but, I cool mean, pin. I'm sitting there like... If, no, but, every Washington fan just wants him out. So, let's just say he is out and he doesn't really want to sell. What better way to jack up this, the price of his franchise than saying, Lamar Jackson's here now. See, I, you I, now, I, you now I don't think of need to add. You, now, you need to add more to the price of the Washington Commanders. I don't commanders. think
2: of it that way. I think that he would think, why would I be... He probably thinks he's forced to sell the team... Why would I be forced to sell my team right. and then leave Lamar Jackson to the next guy? No, no, no. Why would I do that?
0: Because you're, you're signing him to a contract that the rest of the owners that forced you to sell don't want you to give out. Oh, I see. Joe so, Banner said oh, yesterday, I see. I see. one deal in the mind's eye of agents and the Players Association, one deal's an outlier, potentially two's a trend. Two's a precedent.
2: So give so Lamar 250 guarantee. yes, and then I'm out. And hey I'm guys, out, and deal with see it. ya, right.
0: and now I'm going to sell my franchise for even more money because there's a star player. I here. see. That makes sense, too. Yeah. And, by the way, Lamar v. Hurts twice a year, Lamar v. Jones, Dak. Lamar v. Dak. Count me in. Does that become <laughs> and, the and, quarterback and, with and, the, and, the and, division
3: with the best QBs? And if they I, – I mean – well, so Certainly, the most dynamic. Clearly, you know, Daniel Jones is the most dynamic guy, guy out there. Laugh yeah, yeah,
1: all
0: you want. That guy can run fast huh.
3: and he can be a problem run with running fast and is throwing. not something Stop I it. want to describe my Stop quarterback. It. Stop it. Stop Stop it. it. Stop it. Stop it. Well, here's what's funny Lamar can run <laughs> yeah, fast and it's look be, as like they, a knock against him. Daniel would, Jones runs be, fast. It's like, hey, he can, can run fast. That would be <laughs> one of the best two way threat quarterback divisions ever. I'd Take him over Dak. Ever? Who? Daniel Jones? Yeah. Sure, you well, go I'll ahead and stop. You do that. That's a different I'm conversation. I'm I'm stop. I'm stuck I'm Don't your
0: don't shot. throw me off my track here.
3: I <laughs> well, he can't say stuff like that. <laughs> but Lamar in that just division. Just Come on <laughs> now,
0: ask what like Lamar with McLaurin, Lamar <laughs> with Samuel, How about Lamar this, Rich? with. Get out of
3: here. You have to sit here and think about that. Rich if, Lamar they with the Done it, huh? Lamar with B enemy. That's Lamar what we have with to start. Enemy. That, This is what bothers. This is what makes me worry.
0: This makes a ton of sense.
3: Because Bianami, if he created those plays around Mahomes, now you got to, he has to have a guy with a similar skill set, right, Rich? The kind of. Our buddy Lock and Forer tweeted out
0: today anybody that's reporting that a team's out on Lamar, unless they've spoken to the owner of the team, pay it no mind, because this is an owner decision. And that makes complete sense, because it's the owner who's got to stroke the check. And it's the owner that's got to then eventually tell whoever's running the team cap-wise and GM-wise, like, guess what? Gonna we're going to do all those plans that you've got for the next three, four, five years of the way you've mapped out the cap, blow it up. Because we're bringing Lamar in, and it's me stroking the check. And if he wants to boost the price of a franchise he doesn't want to sell, and spit in the eye of all the owners that are forcing him to sell, I'm going to guarantee every dollar. See ya. <laughs> I'll be on my yacht.
3: Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one.
0: That would be Richard the King Petty, right there, wouldn't it? That would be the highest level.
3: Nice, Richard the King Petty, and then it's Tom Petty. Yeah. What is our? What's our Petty? Richard, Tom, and then uh, Lori? Laurie? <laughs> <laughs> Laurie Petty, Kyle, Kyle? Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Petty, right at the very Price. bottom <laughs> <is> Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I think is Bryce at the bottom of the t- he the, he was. the
0: quarterback was. list. He, he was of the last ten years. We got that. Can you pop that up one more time, Hoskins? There he is. There he is. the bottom. There he is. He's at the bottom of our petty level as well. It's like a color code list of petties. Richard, Uh, that's the pettiest of the petty. You want to be petty? You are the king. You're Richard Petty. (laughs) That is Richard Petty. (laughs) Or in this
3: case, Dick Petty. Petty. Wow. What am I saying? (laughs) All the good stuff. That's what you're saying. All the good stuff. Bofa, Bofa.
0: guys. I'm like, what are you laughing about with this press release? And it says it says Bofa. Bofa. Like,
2: have you seen this thing?
3: I just remember you of America. I remember you reading it, and it popped up on the screen in front of me, and that was the first Uh, word my eyes
0: went to. Because you're a child. You're a child. I am. I'm running this show with children.
3: I won't deny that.
0: Uh, Pete Carroll's coming up. They hold the fifth overall pick in the draft. And the 20th, they got two. What do they do with those picks, huh? And Anthony Richardson was starstruck to meet him.
2: That was so funny to me.
0: <laughs> of all people. <laughs> he goes, that's Pete Carroll. So, Whoa, I
2: saw you on TV. <laughs>
0: well, he's about to call into this program. That's going to be Pete Carroll. I've seen you on TV. That's coming up, hour three. Do we have that, uh, Do we have that clip, Mike? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, phone lines are lit. People want to go at you about your Daniel Jones take. <laughs> right, Rogers I'm, and Lamar. Am, hey, everybody who's calling in there. and on hold, stay on hold. Daniel Jones Hill. I am right. Is that a, is, by the way, do I see a Rich Eisen Show luminary ready to call in? and yeah, like yeah, you know, oh, Okay. Yeah. All right. Hang on, Kenny. We're going to get to you. We got Pete Carroll and we got the rest of our three. What do you like about my commander's idea? What do you think about that? I, well,
3: you know, I hate it. Because it would be doesn't awful it make sense for me. Though? It makes too much perfect sense. It
2: makes sense. Too much sense, which is why it won't happen.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean that's a good point. And also the uh, Mid Atlantic, where he's already got a fan base. Oh, he's right there. He's right there. He, the yeah, I mean, the same he, he might exactly Mike. He might not have to. He might have to change move. his crib. Yeah, he might live in the same why spot.
0: Not? It'd be perfect for him. You such East Coast people.
3: Yeah, well, four
0: of us yeah, are. Yeah, like Baltimore and in, in Washington, D.C. It's like, it's like the same city. It's you're like Northeast right, 90 right. minutes What's apart. Exactly. What's it's far. These guys, it's it's a, there's two different, you different think. airports. No, if it's like By the way, if, if, than me, you think. if you're flying in a, into on. D.C., and there's probably the airport, and they say you're going to Baltimore, you're, you're in like, trouble. You're like, yeah, you're like like now a, I got to yeah. change my car, exactly. my plan to get a train. You're trying to fly into Baltimore, now You're landing in Dulles. You're like, how far is it? And you guys are like, yeah, Lamar's going to stay in the same house. It's well,
3: 40.9 40. miles. Yeah, it's exactly. You know how far that in is? If, if you live in, in El Segundo so, and the to airplanes in Burbank Burbank from no. here. Uh-uh.
0: Both of these houses.
2: Two ninety five.